Bokertov. Today's daf is daf Kufyud in Babakama, as uh, we are just under, just a little bit over a week away from the Siam, and we learned for Achenu Kol Beis Yisrael and Asun Shivya. Says the Mishnah, goes You talked about this yesterday. If you steal from a ger, who we're talking about a ger who has no survivors, meaning he didn't have any children after he was Megayer, Vinishbalo. And after you stole from him, you denied it. You swore falsely that you didn't steal from him. And then the uh, gear died. Who do you pay? So the Pasuk says, You pay the 125% to the uh, to the Kohanim. The Kohanim call it 120%. Karen Bechomish. That's what you do. That's what the Torah says. Meaning, uh, we don't say that, you know, normally if a gear dies with no children, anybody could take his assets. If he has any assets, if he has something that you found or that you were you had access to, nobody else comes before you. And you could, if you grabbed it, you grabbed it. But over here, the Torah says specifically that in this case where you swore falsely to the gear and then he died, the money goes to the Kohanim. Hashem takes it and gives it to the Kohanim. And you have to bring a carbon Hashem from his bech for your kapar. Possibly we quoted yesterday, if the person has, if a person who you stole from and you lied to doesn't have any heirs, and who could that be? Lahashiv Asham Elav to return the the stolen item to him. Asham Hamushab. We're going to talk about those words. Lahashiv Asham Hashem. The first Asham means the regular payment. Asham Hamushab Lahashem. That refers. We'll see to the Chomish like Kohen. They go to the Kohen. Melvad Elaki from beside. The carbon asham. That's the elakipur. That's mashiach apabolav. Okay, so that's what the pasuk says. Hayamal es akesef es asham. Let's say after the gear died. Okay, you said fine. You admit it, and you have to bring your money to the base of mikdash. You bring it to the kohanim. Hayamal es akesef es asham. Umeis, and then the person, the ganaf, the gazlan, rather we'll call him the gazlan, who stole the money, and now he admits that he had lied and uh, stolen it and lied, etc. And now, the, unfortunately, the gear died, so you can't return it to him. He brings the money to the base of Megdush, and on the way, he died on the way. Now, what do you do? What do you do? He can't. He's dead already, so he doesn't. He doesn't have any kapara. Once you're dead, there's ain't kapara So, what do you do? So, the money belongs to his own children. There's no point in giving it to the kohanim. The giving it to the when you give it to the kohanim, that's part of your kapara. You return the, what you stole. And you bring a carbon ashram together that gives you a kapara. But if the man's dead, there's no kapara. So his money, the money instead goes to the Goslin's own children. Ba'ashem, what do you do with the ashram? Was already declared to be a, a carbon, was already holy carbon. What do you do with a carbon chatas or ashram if the owner dies? Well, the chatas, you let it die. You lock it up in the barn and you let it die. You starve it to death. That's a halachim even though we have a rule. There's another, uh, the arisa of. That you're not allowed to, to cause pain to animals, sar However, this is a special thing in the Torah. Now, the Osham, as we'll see, the rule of the Osham is if the owner dies, you wait till it gets a mum, and then you sell it, right? You sell it, and then you can be poted for money, and you take the money, and you bring it carbon to the Mizbeach, that way you use it for carbonus olus and the Mizbeach. So, in this case also, the Osham was already designated as a carbon. The money, fine, is designated to give to Kohanim, but that's for Kapar. You don't need it anymore. So you give it to his kids. The asham, you can't, once it's holy, you can't uh, uh, take take away its holiness. You can't remove it. Therefore, 
Yerach should say you wait till it gets mum be mocher and sold the ipul gamavav and the money is used for a carbon ola. Let's say, let's say nasan akesef lanshe mishmar umeis. Okay, now let's say in mishmar nasan akesef lanshe mishmar meis and pirush meis kodem shikriv carbon. Let's say he gave the money to the kohanim in the, in that shift. He gave it to them and then he died. So then, any Yorshim Yichon Lo Can the Yorshim take the money back after all the man's dead? Now he doesn't need a kapar. No, once he gave it to the Kohanim, it's there. Shenemar Once you give something to the coin, it belongs, it stays with him. Yesterday we used that puzzle that even if the coin brings a carbon, but then he shares it with the other Kohanim, can't take it back. And here the same idea. Once you give it to the Kohanim, it's theirs. Now, Nasan There were twenty. We mentioned yesterday there were twenty-four different shifts in the base of Megiddo. The Kohanim were divided among twenty different, twenty-four, let's say, different families. And let's say he gave the money to the first shift, Yeho Yorib. And there was, there was a large amount of, that family was very large. And that was the first shift. And then he gave the carbon Ashram to the second shift, which was headed by Yadaya. It was the, they had the names of the, like the leaders of the families. The Yorib was the first one, Yadaya was the second one, and so on. So let's say you gave the money to the first one, to the first shift, and the Ashram to the second shift. Yeah, so you could do it that way. That's okay. As long as the money was there before you brought the asham, asham. Let's say you did it reverse. If you brought, you gave the asham first to the first shift, and then afterwards the kesef liyadai, and then afterwards, let's say the next week, because each shift usually was for a week. Let's say the next shift you gave the money to the second shift a week later. Imkayma asham. If the asham is still around, it still exists. It hasn't been brought as a carbon. So then yakirubi and yadai, and now yadai is in charge of the shift in the second week. You've given them the money. And the carbon that was given to Yorv is still there, so they could be makravit. And that's not a problem because they have the money, then you can bring the carbon. In low, if it's not there anymore, you've got to bring another osham. In other words, you can't bring the osham if the money wasn't returned first. So if you gave the osham and it wasn't sacrificed first, and then you gave the money, fine, that's okay. They have the money now, then you can bring the osham. But if the osham was sacrificed before the money was given, then you're not Yosei. Shah, maybe if you brought, if you returned, your money, I mean, you return the money, if you brought the money first, that's Yatsa, meaning that's the way you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to bring the money before the Asham. But if you gave the Asham, you brought your mark of the carbon. It doesn't just mean, hey, you brought it then. They're mark of the, the Asham before they return the money, based on the Pasik, because the Pasik says that, you're supposed to give the money besides the Asham that you bring later on. You brought it already. You have to bring another Ashram. You're not Yosei with that Ashram. It was, it was already done. In other words, if the first week, let's say you brought the Ashram the first week and you hadn't returned the money yet. And they were Makrav the Ashram. They brought the carbon. What do you do with an Ashram? You Makrav it. You do and the Kam get to eat the uh, the meat. Okay. But you haven't returned the money yet. You hadn't given back the money. The following week when you gave the money back, well, the Ashram was already done. You got to bring another Ashram. Because you can't bring the ashram before you return the money. That's the based on the pasuk. That's only as far as the main money is concerned, the principal. But let's say you gave the principal You didn't add on. You didn't the chomish. You didn't give. yet That's not ma'akid. So as long as you gave the money, you can bring out the ashram, even though you haven't brought the extra chomish, the extra twenty or twenty-five percent. Tanrabanim ashram zekar. Now, what does the pasuk say? Let's review that pasuk again because it's important. Uh, in the whole Lusha, what the whole parsha is speaking about when you swore falsely, it's one of the carbon olaviore, it's one of the chatos, which is olaviore, that depends on how much money you have, that's the carbon that you bring. 
One of them is if you swore falsely. It's called Hashem Zelos, right? That you bring an Hashem for that. And when do you bring the carbon? When you swore falsely about having stolen something from somebody, then you admit it, this vadu, eschatam sherasu, the heshebes hashama barosha, we'll see what that means. You return the asham barosha, barosha means the principal amount, the chamish you saw yourself in year 25%, or 20%, year 20%, which is really 25% from the whole amount. The nasma shame, you give it to him. And then it says, the guy doesn't have any, there's nobody to return it to, meaning he has nobody, there's no heirs. Who could that be? If he said it's only a gear, it's only possibly with a gear because everybody else has relatives one way or another. Then it says, So here the Bryce says, like this at the beginning of the Gemara, Tanarabana, three lines into the wide lines of the Gemara, Tanarabana, Ashem Zekarim. When it says, Veheshiv es Ashamo Brosho, is Ashem mean the carbon Ashem or it means the principal money? The money that you stole, or whatever the item that you stole, that's the its value is the principal. Asham zekaret, that's the karen. Hamushav zechomish. So it says veishiv as Hashem barosh. Um, then it says it says veishiv as Hashem. That's that's the uh, principal. And then it says the main ve'ain lo ish ve'ain lo ish goel lo hashiv ha'asham elav. You have nothing to return it to that asham. The same Asham as the previous passage refers to the Karen. Hamushav Lashem Lakoin, that refers to the Chomish. Maybe Asham really means the carbon, the animal itself, the ram. What, what difference does it make? Either way, you got to bring both. Lapukim Rubba to exclude from Rubba. Rubba's going to say in a few lines from now, near the bottom of the page, Rubba says like this If you returned the Gezel, you stole it, you returned it at night, Lo Yatsa. Why not? We'll see. If you returned it half at a time, as if you return one half, Tosa says, if you return one half and we turn the other half, the first half was still there, that's okay. But if you returned it a half at a time and then it was it was consumed, let's say, and then you return the other half, you'll say, my time, Ashram Rachmana. It's called an Ashram. So maybe, maybe what he's telling you is um, that Ashram uh, is the aisle and uh, it's, it's called an Ashram to tell you that the money itself Right, let's we say Ashem is, is is the Karen, Hamushav is Chomish. Maybe the other way around. Maybe Ashem is the Ayol and the Mayin Afkmina. That's Ayol to tell you that exclude from Rava. Rava says Gesel Yeshav Zibalayla Lo Yatsa. Why? Because it's an Ashem. The money that was returned is called an Ashem. Just like an Ashem, you can't bring a carbon at night. The same way, you, and you can't bring it half at a time. It's impossible. You got to bring a whole animal. You can't bring a half an animal. So maybe it's excluding from Mayin Afkmina. Rashi says. Rashi um, below it, and Rashi uh, in the narrow lines about telling us on page the Pusik is obviously talking about both returning the money and the carbon. So the Omar Asham Rahmana, the Karen, the Torah calls uh, according to Rabbah, the Karen is also called an Asham. You can't return the money night. So maybe that's what the Nafkmin is over here. That Asham is the Karen, the Afghanistan is to exclude from Rava's halacha. And that's what we mean by when we say Asham is the Chomesh. If Asham is the Karen, is the principle, so then Rava makes sense. The, why is it called Asham? If Asham is, if Asham would be the animal, fine. But Asham is not the animal. It says you return the Asham Baroshi, you turn the principle. Asham here is the principal money. Right? And, or maybe not. Maybe Asham is the Chomesh. And therefore, Rava's halacha wouldn't sense. Rava makes sense if you say Asham is the Karen. 
So the Torah calls the Karen, the principal Oshem, to tell you, just like an Oshem, you can't bring it at night, you can't bring it at carbon night, you can't return it halfway, half at a time. The same thing over here, maybe that's what it means. Mashmoy says no. Mashmoy uh, says afterwards, Milvad El as we said. The Pusik says, you got to return the money. Milvad, besides the El Kippurim, that you're going to bring afterwards. So that's talking, that's the carbon. It says, Eil Akipurim, the ram. That's obviously the animal. There can't be any misunderstanding about that. So it's Omer, Milvad El Akipurim, Rabbi Omer, Ashram Zekaran. So we know that Ashram is the Karen, and Rabbi's point will stand. That the Torah says, returning the principle, the Torah calls that the Asham, because the real animal is is the is the Elakipurim. Tanyach another brayz or similar brayz. So Asham zekaren. Asham again means the principle. Hamushab zechomish, just like you said in the previous brayz. Oh, we know Asham zechomish. Maybe maybe Asham is the chomish, is the twenty-five to twenty percent. Yet on the mind of Kmina, la pukimasis is excluded from mission at Tanan. We said before nasan on Maybe Chomish is Ma'akiv, because maybe it says that, uh, um, that, that you have to return the Asham, and maybe that's the Chomish, and then the Chomish would be Ma'akiv. If you didn't bring the Chomish back before you brought the animal, that wouldn't be good. Again, the Pusik says, you return the, in the principle. Rosha means the principal amount. so And the extra the extra chomesh, so we now understand that Asham can only mean the Karen, because it says you return the Asham in, in, in the principal amount, and the 25%, the 20%, so the chomesh, obviously, Asham means the Karen. Tanya Yidach, Asham Zekaren, again, Asham refers to Karen, Hamushab Zekhomesh, Uvegezel Eger, because we're talking about stealing from Eger, obviously we mean that, now it means, in, if that's only, if uh, that's only, is this Pasek, the Pasek Zion that talked about Anybody who swore falsely about stealing from anybody and the guys around and your motive to him, then you bring your carbon. And if it doesn't, if there is no, uh, he has no, uh, if he dies and there's no heir, you have nobody to return it to, then you bring it as a, then you bring the carbon uh, to, to the coin. Uh, it says, you bring the money to the coin and the now the, the ashram is the carbon ashram that you're bringing goes on. Any case, right? You bring the carbon asham, whether uh, you're stealing from a regular live person and you're motive to him, or from a gear who died. Either way, you bring the carbon, uh, the carbon, the carbon uh, asham. So the Gemara says, again. So this price says uh, that right to show him as a sham rosh. Asham zekaren amushav zechomish. We guess like asham daber oinel amushav zekafel. Maybe we're not talking about a case where you uh, uh, robbed somebody, but rather where you uh, stole it from them, you burgled it from me, you were a thief, you stole it in the middle of the night, and we're talking about Kefel. In other words, are we talking about a case of Gezel Aguer, where you robbed it from him and then denied it? Oenu el ha-mushav zekefel. We're not talking about uh, a case of, ro- of robbery, we're talking about a case of thievery. We're talking about where you burgled it from the Gare, and then You'd have to pay double when you were found out. So again, since it says you return the principal and a chomesh, because we're talking about money that's paid the principal, not double. Not where you pay double, but where you pay the basic principal. So we're speaking about uh, we're speaking about the case of Gezel Ger, not Let's go back. We mentioned Rubba before Gezel Ger, Shachzir, Belal. If you returned it at night, Lo Yatsa. 
you're not Yotze if you returned it at night. In other words, you got to go back and take it back from him and then return it the next day, apparently, right? That's what, um, right, if you get it back to him, give it back to him again. Get it back, you're not Yotze. You got to give it back again. You got to get, you're not Yotze. If you returned it half at a time, you're not Yotze. When you turn the second half, the first half was already consumed, you're not Yotze, my time. Even though you were talking about the money, the coach calls it an Asham. And Nosham cannot be brought at night or halfway. Listen to this. Let's say you stole something from Megair and then he died. After you admitted it and, and he died, and, and um, you have to pay, again, you have to pay the money to the Kohanim, to the shift, the, or whichever Kohanim are working that shift, and you bring a carbon Asham. It says if there's not enough money that every Kohan in the shift will get at least a Pruta, you're not Yosiachov. For each and every coin in the Shiflias, you're not Yotzi Yechov. And Rashi says, you have to add on some more money. You got to add on from your own Mosul uh, Mishalo, Adashim, you have to be Mashal coin. My time, it'll save Ha'asham Amushav, the Asham, again, the principle, Amushav, which is going to return. Achi Ashav will call coin the coin. Everybody has to get, get some money back. Mm-hmm. Uh, as many as there are, different families, depends on the family. If there were a thousand, you got to make sure there's a thousand Prutus. So you got to make sure it's for each and every one. That's his point, because it says here, again, he emphasizes the word asham. Money's called an asham, so it's like an asham. can't be brought at night, can't be brought halfway. This is hamushab. It's got to be able to be returned to Ashava to each and every one. Like you have to go beyond just what you stole. You got to return, make sure that there's a penny for each and every coin on that ship. That's your obligation. Boy, Rava, Okay, so let's say there's not enough for the big family, the first ship. Was Yo Riv, who was a lot of people there. Maybe they had 10,000 Kohanim there. And there is enough for Yadaya, which was a much smaller family. So, Ma, what do you say? How, how did it work out? What are the details? If you gave it to Yadaya in the Mishmeras, in the shift of Yadaya, of course, what's the problem? There's enough for each and every coin on the ship. We're not talking about Yadaya. You gave it to Yoyar. You knew Yoyar was a big family. So you gave it to Yadaya. And during the shift of Yoyar, if you say you're designated for Yadaya, who's going to come the next week? And then there's enough money for them. My Miamir is me say, keep the love Mishmarto. Since you can't, it's not his marriage. You can't give it back to, you can't give it to the first shift and designate it for the second shift when you gave it back, when you put it in the first shift. Since it's not Yadaya's shift the first week. You can't, I mean, they take turns every week. There's 24 shifts twice a year. They have a 24 shifts, 24 weeks, uh, uh, 24 families. And then um, they do another shift. for. So within a year, you get two shifts. You get two weeks of, uh, of work. Me, Amrina, and Kivan, the Lab, Mishmar, do you say since he gave it to them in the wrong, you haven't done anything else, Doma, Kivan, the since it's not Roi for Yo Yorib, because it's not money that not enough money to be distributed to Yorib because it's a bigger family. Originally, when you gave it, you gave for your die, and that's okay. You can give it here and, so to speak, give a post dated check. You know, I'm not giving it for this week, I'm giving it for the next week when they show up. It's like Miluim. It's like the coin and did Miluim, right? They get they went to their regular jobs afterwards, and then when they had their ship during uh, twice a year, that's what that's when they did their week's work. Famous question comes up like this. When it comes to carbonate, if a carbon is distributed among all the Kohanim who are working that day, they all get a share and everybody gets a chance. You can't make deals and say, listen, oh, I like this animal. I'll tell you what, I'll take a bigger share of this animal. And when there's going to be a carbon brought later on at 11 o'clock in the morning, 
I'll take a smaller share there. I'll take a smaller one here for a big one there. You don't do that. So you can't you can't set off one against another. So what about Gesalger? Let's say, let's say there's a few Gesalgers coming up. People stole from different Gerim and they're returning it now. Can you make a deal there too and say, I'll take more of this one, less of another one? Can you set up one against another? Do you say, well, the Torah calls it, even the money itself is called an Oshem. By Kabbalists, we have a rule, you can't set up one against another. You can't do that. You're returning money. It's not a carbon. After Rabbi raised the question, he himself decided the question, just like he said before, the card's called an Oshem. You can't pay it back at night. You can't pay it back halfway. It's also called an Oshem. And therefore, you can't set off one against another. He learned that Ravacha, his son, didn't learn it that as a question and answer, but that he said, You can't set off one against another. Because the Torah calls it an Oshem. By Rabba. Another question that Rubber raised. When the Kohenim received that, when they received that Gezel Hager, that 125%, and obviously the carbon is brought as a carbon, but when they receive that money, are they considered heirs, heirs of the Ger? Ger left nobody, right? He left no children. He was Megayer, and then he didn't have any children afterwards. So are they considered his heirs, or is it considered like a Matana that the Kohenim received just as a gift? What's the difference? So the first thing Mara says could go in Shigazal Chometz. Let's say you stole from the year Chometz. And then the over Alava Pesach, right? Kagon. Kagon, the gear says, Shigazal Chometz, right? The over Alava Pesach. And then, and now Pesach has passed by. Now, if you say that corner is simply heirs, I knew, I be Arsimaris, whatever he gets, he gets, whatever he inherited, and he inherited. In other words, I stole some Chometz from a gear. And I denied it. Then I admitted it, and he died. He died. And now I want to make good on it. So I got to return the chametz itself. Let's say it's a loaf of bread. Good. I'll add another twenty percent. But the loaf of bread I can return intact, even though Pesach has passed by. And it's Pesach. It's not worth anything. So if you say they're yarshim, fine. That's it. They get they get the bread as is, even though it's not worth anything. If you say no, they're simply receiving gifts. Well, If the Torah calls it, you have to give it as a gift. That you have to give matana. Hashem said to give matana. You haven't given him anything. What is this? The bread is worth like is like dust. It's worthless. So it's not a matana. How can you call that a matana? Rav says no, no, no. Even if you say that the kohanim, when receiving this money in lieu of the gear, that Hashem said give it to the kohanim, even if you say the matana, havu. That's not a question. That's the Torah said, give him as a gift. In other words, whether they're Yorshim or whether they are uh, accepting gifts or, or they're receiving gifts, it makes no difference in the case of the Chomets that you outlined. Either way, Hashem said you stole Chomets and you were moted to it after swearing falsely and the Ger died. Give the Chomets back to the Kohanim and add 20%. And bring a carbon. Either way, whether it's a Yorish or whether it's a Matan, Hashem said that's what you have to eat. Whatever you stole is what you would give back. Uh, it's 20% of the value of what you stole originally. It was worth 10 shekels before Pesach. So that was it you stole. Remember, the Gazan pays according to the time that he stole, right? So, um, so fine, you pay 20% of that. 
So add another, uh, you know, two and a half dollars or whatever, add that to or two and a half shekels, whatever it is. Um, so it may. So he says that question about the hummus wouldn't make any difference whether they're Yorshim or whether they're, or they're considered receiving them. Either way, Hashem said, whatever you stole, give back to them. Ela says that the question comes up this. Rubba's question is raised this way. You, you, you stole a whole herd of animals from, you stole the whole herd stuff from the, from the gear. And then, you know, you denied it and then he lied and, you know, you lied and, and you admitted it. The gear died. You got to return all those animals to the, to the Kohanim. You have to give it to the Kohanim. So let's say this particular coin received 10 uh, calves or 10 lambs or whatever it was. Right? Does he have to give miser? Oh, low or not? Now here's an afkmina. Are they yarshin? If they're considered heirs, the Omar Mar Konobithesis Abias Chayovim. Let's say, let's say a man died and left a son, uh, left uh, let's say two sons. He left more than one son. Right? And the question is, what is the halacha? And he left a whole uh, farm of animals. So as long as there hasn't been yet a uh, distribution of the Yerusha, they haven't given out yet. Let's say he had 10 sons and he had 100 animals. Each one's going to get 10. There was no, there was no, or keep it simple. There was a girl born first or whatever. Um, and they're all going to get 10 animals, right? Okay. So if you divided up all the animals, if you divided up all the animals, each one got 10. So they can be considered like, like they got it from the estate, not necessarily Yorsham. And therefore, they they um, they have to give miser on each one. Uh, they 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 consider. I'm sorry if they're considered like lekuchos and considered like they purchase it. A purchaser doesn't pay uh, doesn't uh, give miser behema. If I bought ten animals from you, I don't have to. You had an obligation when you raised the animals; they were born in your herd. You had an obligation to give miser on your animals. But if I bought ten animals from you, I don't have to give. I don't have to give um, miser behema. So that's the question. If here here's the question arises. Are these Kohanim? The Kohen now got 10 calves from uh, from this person who stole from the gear, and he got 10 calves. Does he have to give mice or not? If he is a Yoresh, so the rule of the Yoresh is, I said before, if they distribute already the estate, and then then everybody's a little they don't have to give mice. But if the estate has not been settled yet, meaning it's they're still intact, that's called Fusus bias. the estate's still there, they haven't divided it up yet, who's going to get what? Then they have to give Meiser because it still like belongs to the father. It's one uh, ownership. So here's the question: Are they considered Yorshim or are they considered gifts? That's the question. The Amar Ma'akonatis buys Yorshim. Yorshim. They acquired it as part of one general estate, meaning the state it hasn't been divided up yet. Then they have to give Meiser. Or it's maybe it's like they just got a gift. If you bought. 10 animals, or 10 animals were given to you as a gift. That's the question. That's the question that raises over here. And the other discussion, when the Kohanim receive the money, are they like are they like heirs? Are they like purchasers? Now, you're right. In the case of the Chomets, or in the case of money, or most things, wouldn't make any difference. Either way, they receive it. What's the difference? They got the money. They got whatever was stolen was stolen. Whether it's Chomets, it's not worth anything now, or whether it was cash, or whatever it was, your coat, whatever it was, it's worth nothing. It's got holes in it. We don't care. Whatever you stole is what you return. No difference. But here would be enough kamina. If you got 10 animals, if you were to the gear, the gear, let's say left, you stole 10 animals, you returned it to the, let's say you had many animals, but a coin got 10 animals. 
Does he have to give mice or not? If it's considered like he received it as a gift, doesn't have to give mice. So you don't have to give mice on a gift or on a purchase. If he's like the Irish, he would have to give mice. So that's the question. So now we're going to try to be posh at that question. Toshma, let's prove it from here. Esther Ma'am Matanas is a famous Gemara. There are 24 Matanas Kahuna. 24 Matanas Kahuna Litnu Aaron or given to Aaron and his sons. They're all given the Klaal Prada Klaal. Rashi brings down the Pusik that talks about the Klaal Prada Klaal. Says a cold country Bene Israel to Pusik in the Midbar. Cold country Bene Israel in the Sunnah Lamashka. That's the Klaal. Vazei Lacha, Mikashi Kashim, that's the individual prat. And then after this, Vachaltum Maskachim, Chazar Kalal. So we have a Kalal Protocol. And then after it says, Bris Kunas Melech Olam. They were, all these things were given to the Kornim with a bris melt, with a, uh, a covenant of salt. Salt was considered a very stable thing because it doesn't go bad. Salt doesn't rot. You know, salt could last for, for a long, long time, right? It doesn't, not like food that rot, that, that, that decays. So that's considered like a stable thing. It's like a strong, a strong uh, covenant. So it says all these were given to the Kornim through Klal Prado Klal. That's how it's learned out with the Lachas of all of them. And bris melch. To teach you that in the first line of the wide lines in the Gemara, call him a kaiman. If you makayim matanos, can you give the kohanim the proper matanos? Kila makayim, kila makayim, klalu prat uklal ubris melach. It's like you can. It's like you're makayim the whole Torah, all the all the drushes, all the Torah, which is darshan with the klal prat uklal and with the with the covenant of salt that was given to the Jews. Kala over elaim. If you if you uh, transgress these rules and don't give it to kohanim. It's like you're over against the whole Torah. What are these 24 matanas going of 10 inside the base of Mikdash, means inside the Azara. Dalid Yerushalayim, four in Yerushalayim, that's within the walls of Yerushalayim. And 10 in the Gvulim. And here Rashi tells us, which we know already, but here Rashi says specifically, what are the Gvulim? Sometimes you might think Gvulim means the entire world. Here Rashi says, Gvulim is Ba'are Eretz Yisrael. Now, what are they? Now he's going to enumerate them. Esther Mikdash, what are the 10 gifts that the Quran get in the base of Mikdash? Chatas, that's Kachakachim. Who gets the Kachakachim? Only the Kohanim, right? Chatas Beima, Chatas Oath, that's another one. Asham, that's another, that's another what? That's another Kachakachim, which the Kohanim eat. Uh, that's Asham uh, Badai, that's Asham Badai, that's the five Ashamas that we say every day. What are the five Ashamas? Rashi tells us Asham Gzelos that we've been talking about when you swore falsely. About stealing, meilos uh, when you're moel shiv chacharufa nazar mitzor. Those are the five ashim toli. What's ashim toli? When you're not sure if you committed a sin for which, if you committed the sin, you'd be chayavachatas, chayavachatas. Like you're not sure if you ate, uh, if you ate chaylev or not. The ziv tzibor. That's the shalmei tzibor. Which what? Then we talk about the kipsit, the kipsiatzeres on shvuos, which are shlamis only kachem kalim. But the the uh, this is this this uh, zibur is kachim kachim they eat that log shemen shemen sorry the leftover shemen in the log that uh, that you use for processing the mitzora gets the kohanim get to eat that they can use that as a condiment or whatever they want to do with it umosera uh, omer the omer is a carbon mincha carbon mincha what's the word carbon mincha it's kachim kachim so after you do kmitza the rest is eaten by the kohanim shtei alechem. The two loaves that are brought on with the kipsiat seraphs on shvuas, that's also eaten by the kohanim. It's part of kachi kachim. Lechem uponim, lechem we know goes to the kohanim, 12 loaves weekly. The shiara minchas and the leftover part of any mincha, because that's also minchas, as we said, it's kachi kachim. Those are the 10 
that are only in the Azara. They have to eat this in the Azara, in the in the walls of the base in the in the within the walls of the base of Migdash, in the Chatzar of the base of Migdash. That's that's those ten. Then there's Arba Birushalaim, Habakhora, right? A Bakhora, a Bakhora Korban, a Bakhora has to be is given to the Kwanim. Now they could eat it in Yerushalayim. Of course, it's brought as a as a, in the base of just a carbon, but they could eat it in Yerushalayim because it's Kachim Kalim. But most Kachim Kalim, like Meiser, right, or Shlamim, eaten by the owner, but the Bechor goes to the coin. Hapikurim, first uh, of the fruits of the uh, seven uh, Mine of Eretz Yisrael. Bahamorim and Atoda of El Nazar. Now these two are counted as one. Morim and Atoda mean uh, these are the gifts that are removed from the Torah. Rashi says Chazabashok and Arbachalos. Uh, from different kinds, there's chalos for keeping chametz and rebuka. They get one of each. There's ten of each one. They get one. The coin get each one. And the el nazar, which also uh, gets the zro b'sheila and the chalor rokik b'chazav shalshon. These are really kinds of shlamim, right? The um, toda is a kind of shlamim, and the el nazar is also a shlam. The nazar brings an ola chatos and shlamim, and this is the shlam. So morim and atoda el nazar, even though those are two different kabbars, one is the korban toda, one is the shlam that the nazar brings. They're counted as one because they're very similar, Rashi explains. And the oros kachim, and the um, the skins of the kachim. Obviously, the kachim themselves were uh, brought as a carbon in the base of English, but the ore, the ore, it's given to them in the in Yerushalayim. Obviously, once they turn it into a coat, they can take it anywhere they want. You know, they can travel with it, right? But it's given to them there. Oros, ola, chatos, v'osham. He said, we're going to talk about the oros of kachim kachim, which are given to them. Kachim Kalim, the or goes to the Balam. So again, we're talking about Matanas Kuna, the Oris of the Kachim Kachim goes to the Kohanim, even though they can take it out afterwards, it's given to them in Yerushalayim. Uh, it's given to them actually in the base of Migdash. But we call that Mishimachi Kachashul Bahani Anach Yerushalayim, the Mute Nechsham, because it's the reason it's called, uh, Rashi says in the fourth of the wide lines, Mishimachi Kachashul Bahani Anach, why is it called the ones in Yerushalayim? The Mute Nechsham Bahani Anach, it's not ones in the Gvulim. That's where Kachikachim are, are processed. So why does it encounter with the first 10 that are in the base of Mishnah? Because that's where these Karbanas are brought. He only counts the, the first 10 as things that have become possible if they leave the Azara. The first 10 are things that have to be in the Azara. All those things are possible if they're taken outside of the Azara. But the coat, the uh, the hides are not possible, so therefore it's called, it's counted with these four that are brought in Yerushalayim. It's actually five, but he counts it as four. Basar, back in the Gemara, Basar, Begvulin, and the other ten are brought anywhere, can be given anywhere in Eretz Yisrael. What are they? Truma. Truma can be given, you give Truma. You have, you, have, you have a farm, you have, you're growing fruits or whatever, uh, you're growing a grain, you give Truma, you have oil or wine, whatever. Truma, anywhere you give to the coin, it doesn't have to be in Yerushalayim. Uh, Tumas Meiser, that you give also the coin, the chala, the Yermafish chala. Reishis again is the first fleece, Baham Matanos. Matanos refers to the Zra Lachaim and Keva that are brought from regular animals, Hulin, not Kachim. Those are also Matanos Kuna. So you can count them. Here, these last 10, we have 10 Matanos Kuna that are brought in Eretz Israel, uh, that are given in Eretz Israel, not in the base of Mikdash, not in Yerushalayim. Again, Truma, Tumas Meiser, Chala, Reishis again, Matanos, Pidyaraben. We know Pidyaraben goes to the coin. Pidyan Petachamor, firstborn. Of the chamor part of a cell goes to the coin. The sada achuza. Remember, we talked about yesterday that if you're makdish your sada achuza, you as a Israel or any Jew makdish your sada achuza, and you're not poded, then if you're not poded within a year, then the coin, the uh, gizbar of the kohanim, sells it 
to somebody, whoever that person is. And then in Yovel, it gets distributed among the Kohanim. That's another gift that the Kohanim get. There's two kinds of Kohanim. One goes to Zedek bias, one gives to the Kohanim. If you want to give it to the Kohanim, you give it to the Kohanim. The Gezel Hager, ours, the last one out of 24, right? He had all 24. The last one is Gezel Hager. What is Gezel Hager called? Matanos Kahuna. It's like a gift. And therefore, they would not be, if you got, if the coin got from the Gezel Hager, he got 10 animals, 10 animals, he would not have to give Mishmar. So he said, let's say you gave the money to the Anche Mishmar, you've already given them the money, and then the guy died. After he gave them the, minute, the money, so what do you do? They can't get it back once they gave it to the uh, once they give it to the coin. can't get it back. Says the Gemara. You see over here the kesef is The money that you give back is a part. When you have to pay the money now, right before before he died, he paid back the he paid back the money or whatever he stole, and uh, he was mocked just the animal. The animals we said uh, nothing you can do. Let you let it get a mum and you uh, and you sell it. Right, but if you gave back the money, you can't get it back. So you see from here that the kesef is also partially, partially atones. Dilo machaper. If it wouldn't be machaper, have a mina mahadali orshin. If it's not machaper, give it back to orshin. My time, I died to the yovle. He said because he didn't give it on the condition that he's going to die. Right? If it's not machaper, so what's the point of it? And what do you mean he gave it to Khan? It was a mistake. It was given by in false pretenses. If, if he's still alive when he gave the money, so you could say, okay, he, did, he got a partial kapara. Then he died. Then he died. So his death was the rest of the kapara. But if it doesn't do any kapara at all, why can't he get the money back? Why can't his Yoshim say, listen, they only gave the money on the, on the condition uh, that he was going to live, uh, that he's going to die. We didn't give it. If it doesn't do anything, I might say, my time, because you could say, if it's not going to be for a kapara, it's not going to do anything. You're not going to give him a kapara. Kapara is only going to be the actual animal that's brought, the ashram, the actual uh, animal. If it's not going to do anything, so it doesn't accomplish anything, then um, I want my money back. So you can see over here that it did, did accomplish something. So it's like, my time, Dr. Achli Avle. He marshals it. That's, that's what Abayah said. That's his memory. Uh, whether whether we accept it or not, it's not clear. Because he marshals El Meata. So she also and then designated an animal as a chatos, and then he died. Also, what do we say? You let the animal die. Why take the and let it go back? He wasn't mafrish on the condition he was going to die. He was only mafrish on the condition he was going to be able to bring it. You can't bring a proof from that. That's a special case. What about Oshem Shemesabala? We said also, we should also go out to Chulun. He wasn't mafrish on the condition that he was going to die. He was mafrish on the condition he was going to be able to bring it. We have a that call Shabachatus Mesa, wherever an animal, the five animals that you let die, one of them is Chatashemesu Balea, by Oshem Roa, by Oshem, you let it, uh, you, you let it uh, graze until it gets a moment, and you sell it, and you re- with the money, you buy uh, a carbonola for use, using it in his vech. Okay, so you can't bring a proof from those. The Gemara is asking Akasha on a buy, by saying, what do you mean? Kesu is Machaper, because if so, if it's not Machaper, let him say, let the Orshim say, well, he only meant to give it on the condition that he was going to get something out of it. He was going to finish the kapara. Uh, he didn't mean to bring it. So why does he go out to Chul? And so by Chatos and Orshim, say, well, that's Alecham Orshim Sinai, that even though you died, it's too bad, right? What about this case? Uh, if that's the case, if you say, I didn't going to give it in that condition, let's say a woman was engaged 
let's say not wasn't being married, Tosa says he's speaking where she was engaged, and then the husband died, but no children, obviously. She should fall His brother was a Mukashin, was let's say a leper or somebody who was uh you know couldn't live with a person, the person was disgusting, uh, you know, <clears throat> uh was repulsive. She was she accepted Kedushin, you know, from her fiance who died now on the condition that she was going to marry him. She didn't accept the condition on the condition that she's going to fall Yibam to this to her to his uh, repulsive brother. Why don't you say that? Hassam, no. Hassam, an ansadi that a woman would take a chance. That's also not a proof from over there because uh, we 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 can understand we 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 can assume. That she'd be happy in Bechaldu. Women, at least in those days, would rather be married to anybody married to another. She was she wouldn't marry a Mukashchen, but she was. Uh, it, it, we assume that she would be happy to be Makadish to the first guy anyway, even though there's a suffix in case he dies with no children. What are the chances he's going to die now without children? He's a normal person. He's a I'll take a chance. I'm not going to, uh, the odds are, what are the odds? Are? He's going to die right now. I'm going to fall you with him. So there we know that she would have accepted anyway. So you can't ask Kakasha from those three cases. So Abayah's memra is not really up Kishlag. Abayah says the Kessler is Machaper partially because if it wouldn't be Machaper, he didn't do anything. He'd say, well, listen, I only gave the money on the condition that I was going to be able to get a Kapara, I'm going to bring the Oshim, etc. Now that he can't do it, maybe the money should go to the, uh, to the, um, so you see from there, the fact that you don't give the money back to the Oshim, it must be that the Kesav is partially Mahapur. All right, we'll stop here and pick up here tomorrow from the top of the page. Have a good day, everybody, folks. <laughs>